Good morning and welcome to Morning Devotions with Larry. And I'm glad that you are here joining with me today. I do need to apologize for not getting all my podcasts out on time. Uh, I've been on vacation this week and traveling some with my wife, and it just did not avail itself for me to keep up with the podcast. Um on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So um, I apologize if you were tuning in and we will jump back into it for today, Friday, the goodness, what is today? It's the 15th. It's the Ides of January. So uh, if, uh, if you've got your copy of the book, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young, we are on March 14th for this devotion. And as I always say, the devotions are written from the uh, perspective as if Jesus is talking. So let's get into our devotion. Do not hesitate to receive joy from me, for I bestow it on you abundantly. The more you rest in my presence, the more freely my blessings flow into you. In the light of my love, you are gradually transformed from glory to glory. It is through spending time with me that you realize how wide and long and high and deep is my love for you. Sometimes the relationship I offer you seems too good to be true. I pour my very life into you, and all you have to do is receive me. In this world characterized by working and taking, the admonition to rest and receive seems too easy. There's a close connection between receiving and believing. As you trust me more and more, you are able to receive me and my blessings abundantly. Be still and know that I am God. You know, that's kind of interesting because in our culture, we are very much aligned with the idea that you have to work for what you get. And there's there's some good value with that when we're talking about uh, what we do with our time uh, as far as you know, taking care of the things that we are responsible for. There's another uh, common value that is, uh, I deserve, I'm entitled. I shouldn't have to work for the things that I get. I should just get them and I demand them. And, you know, there's some problems that happen with that particular set of values. But what's interesting is Jesus is bringing about, talking about a different kind that apply really only to him. Do not hesitate to receive joy from me, for I bestow it on you abundantly. Now, there's a variety of things that can cause happiness. You know, you get a present, you know, that can make you happy. Uh, you you get a, a discount on something that can make you happy. Happiness tends to be associated 
with things that uh, we do or done for us. But joy, on the other hand, has always come across to me as something that is internal. It's more of an internal state that affects how we see the world around us. I've described it many, many times as a spring of refreshing water that bubbles up inside of a person. You may look at somebody and say, yeah, that person's happy. But to say somebody is joyful is something different, isn't it? If somebody is joyful, there is a difference. And so when we look at this first line of the devotion, do not hesitate to receive joy from me, for I bestow it on you abundantly. Hmm. The more you rest in my presence, the more freely my blessings flow into you. Yeah. Resting in his presence. It's not working to receive. It's resting and having it bestowed. Receiving something that is offered, but it's offered when we rest. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean sleeping. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, you aren't able to work. You know, I have to, I have to rest all the time. I have to lay down on the couch all the time in order to receive God's blessings. No, it's not that at all. It's when we go through life, not being frantic, not trying to work at making everything perfectly line up, but resting upon his presence or resting in his presence. We may be doing whatever but resting in his presence at the same time, and the blessings flow in. In the light of my love, you are gradually transformed from glory to glory. When I think about glory, I think of that as being when you're in his presence and you see what he does, there is glory. Glory is his actions. Glory is God's presence. When God touches something in the world, when God touches something in your life, to me, that's that's a sign of, of glory. And here, in light of my love, in the light of my love, you are gradually transformed from glory to glory. I guess we can read it two ways. Uh, transformed where we are going from one like one level of glory to another but also we're being transformed as we see the working evidence by being in his presence so we can see and going from situation to situation it is through spending time with me that you realize how wide and long and high and deep is my love for you from spending time with him. How do you get to know somebody? You spend time with them. You spend time actually walking with them, talking with them. If they are a writer, you spend time reading um, what they have written. If it is, uh, you know, for example, uh, in a podcast format, 
when you hear somebody talking in just conversation, you get to understand them more and more. Well, when we spend time with God, when we spend time with Jesus, sitting, resting, you know, in his presence, working in his presence, living in his presence, then we start to realize, wow, his love, his love is very wide and it's very long and it's very high and it's very deep. It encompasses everything. His love for us, we cannot escape. We can't escape his love. So why try to escape his love? Receive it. Enjoy it. Let joy be experienced in it. Sometimes the relationship I offer you seems too good to be true. Yeah, because there's no other relationship in this world we can have like it. I pour my very life into you and all you have to do is receive me. In a world characterized by working and taking the admonition to rest and receive seems too easy. Yeah, we have to break away from that idea of I can earn my relationship with God. No, we accept the relationship with God. Well, I have to be good enough to get the relationship. God doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say you have to be good enough to receive it. It's there. Just accept it. But I've done really bad things. So, so, God still wants you. There isn't a person who has been born, is alive today, or will be born in the future that God doesn't want. He wants to have that relationship with everyone. There is a close connection between receiving and believing. As you trust me more and more, you are able to receive me and my blessings abundantly. The more we trust him, the more we stretch out our trust, the more we believe, the more we will receive. Not because it's a reward. It's there. It's, it's been there all the time to receive. It's just that when we let the earthly struggles, the earthly sinfulness, when we let that get in the way, we don't receive as much as we could if we spend time in his presence, if that's our main pursuit in life. So what sometimes may seem like a reward for you know trusting and believing, no, it's not that. It's always been there. We just have turned it away. It's kind of like in the, uh, let's say you got the school lunch program and a kid is has a, a lunch every day and he goes through with his tray and uh, he's like, well, I only want cake because cake's really sweet. No, I don't want the lasagna. I don't want the tater tots. I don't want the green beans. I just want the cake. 
And then, an hour or so later, that sugar has been processed through his system. And he's like, well, I'm hungry. They don't feed me enough here. You you had the availability of getting everything that was there. You just chose to have what was appealing to you at the moment. Now you're hungry. I think that's more a closer example. God has has it all there. It's all there, able to be received if we're willing to receive. As you trust me more and more, you are able to receive me and my blessings abundantly. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Let's look at our scripture verses for today. The first one is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. Yeah. Don't deceive yourselves. If you think you're wise by the world's standards, by the standards of this age, by the standards of this sinful world, they may look upon you, the world may look upon you and say, oh, look at you, look at all your wisdom, look at all your um, insight and knowledge. But the world rejects God. The world rejects Christ. So maybe it's better to be a fool to this world so you have God's wisdom flowing in you. Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 16 through verse 19. And this is from Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power or with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know his love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. There's a lot in there. The things that jump out at me is, is, um, let's see. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with what? With power through his spirit. Where? In your inner being, inside of you, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, through belief. And I pray that you, being rooted, rooted and established in love, it's not on the surface, it's got roots that go down deep, that you're rooted in love, His love. When our roots are deep with his love. There can be all kinds of stuff that happens on the surface, but the roots are there. 
Good things grow from good roots. The, the last one, and that we need to kind of keep moving on here, I could talk on this one for a while, is Psalm 46, verse 10. He said, and this is talking about what God said, He said, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, you hear people talk about or predicting that, well, America's in the post-Christian world. This is post-Christian. Christianity is, is out of favor. And no, no, it's not. No, it's not. God is God. Be still and know that I am God, the creator God, the one and only God, the God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. And what does he say? I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It doesn't matter how many people believe in the true God versus how many people believe in false gods. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that God is God. Go back to the time of the flood. The whole world had gotten so corrupt that God said, I'm destroying it all except for eight people. These eight people in a collection of animals to repopulate the earth, I shall spare. And guess what? <laughs> uh, he demonstrated that he was God and that he had complete control of the earth. And so it doesn't matter how bad or how wicked or how frightening things become. Keep your focus on Jesus. Just like Peter walking on the water, he got distracted by the waves and the wind. Keep your focus. Be still. Know that I am God because no one can take away his exalted status. He is who he is. All right, that's it for today. You have a great one. We will see you again on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.